Eagles Entertainment. With the 15th pick in the NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select... You're listening to the Journey to the Draft podcast. Welcome to the Journey to the Draft podcast presented by Life Brand. I'm your host, Fran Duffy. We've got day three of action at the National Scouting Combine in Indianapolis as we have now shifted our attention to the defensive side of the football. Defensive linemen and linebackers took the field at Lucas Oil Stadium tonight. We're going to break it all down here on the show, and we're going to start things off with pick six where Dane Brugler is going to stop by to give his six standouts from athletic testing. This is going to be a difficult job for Dane Brugler because I'm going to be honest, this was one of the more fun combine workouts I've witnessed regardless of position over the time that I've been watching the NFL draft process. This was a really, really fun night. Excited to dive into all these prospects with you over the course of the show. We're going to keep it going with Draft Buzz, where Chris McPherson and I are going to share our thoughts from the drill work, the position-specific drills from those three positions. What did we see? Who stood out? We're going to get into all that there in Draft Buzz. Then we're going to wrap things up with Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network, who obviously you hear every single day on this combine coverage from Indianapolis. But I caught up with DJ earlier this week just to talk about this edge group edge group as a whole. So we're going to talk through a lot of the top guys, you know, Trayvon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, David Ojabo, George Karlaftis, Aiden Hutchinson, right down the list. So we'll go through a bunch of those guys just to wrap up the show. Before we get started, as always, be sure to go rate, review, subscribe over on our Apple Podcast page, wherever you get your podcasts, anywhere you can throw us your support. Really, really appreciate it. If you've got a question, we will answer it here on an upcoming episode. That said, let's get things started. Like I said, a fun night of action to break down here. We're going to start things off with Pick 6 and Dane Brugler. Now it's time for Pick 6. All right, well, let's kick things off with Dane Brugler here in pick six. And Dane, uh, you have a very tall task ahead of you because you have to pick six athletic test standouts from Saturday night's action. And it was a really, really impressive night uh, with all three of these groups that took the field at Lucas Oil Stadium. So uh, I'm interested to see where you go right off the top here. Yeah, you and I were just talking how, uh, you know, we've been coming here a long time and I I have never had more fun during one of these workouts. It's just a lot of fun watching all these athletes go perform. Uh, And I got to start with my guy, Javon Walker. Um, You know, I I took some heat when I put him at number six overall on my draft board, uh, you know, last month. And, you know, I said in the blurb, I'm betting on the athletic traits. And he he didn't let me down the night. Uh, For a guy that's 6'5", 272, to go out there and run a four, five, nine, just remarkable time, uh, but it didn't stop there. 35 and a half inch in the vert, 10, three in the broad six, eight, nine in the three cone. That's remarkable. Four, three, two in the short shuttle. Uh, let me repeat 272 pounds. And he's putting up those numbers, 35 and a half inch arms, 10 and three quarter hands. Uh, like I said, I felt very alone on that bandwagon uh, when I put him that high, but I have a feeling uh, it's, it's going to fill up quick and maybe I'm too low putting him at number six overall. <laughs> so I, this guy is an absolute freak and I, he should be mentioned with, with guys like Aiden Hutchinson. When we talk about the top defensive player in this draft. Yeah. I mean, and not only that, but the, the on-field workout, which, you know, C-Mac and I are going to get into that uh, after this, but I think, you know, when you look at Walker, just go through uh, the on-field portion, the positions, that, that he was outstanding. Yeah. It, that hoop drill. I mean, he, yeah. part of it, his arms are so dang long that, you know, he doesn't have to bend all that much, but still the bend, the length. Good God. Yeah. He was really, really impressive. So uh, one of many guys though, that really shined here on Saturday, who's number two for you. Well, uh, you know, let's stick with Georgia uh, and you know, apologies. I, we're not gonna be able to talk about all these Georgia guys, what we easily could, 
but I, we have to go to Jordan Davis next. Uh, maybe the most impressive defensive tackle workout we've ever seen. Uh, it's uh, for a 341 pounder to go rip off a 478 is just remarkable. Uh, for context purposes, Fletcher Cox ran a 479, so not as fast as Davis, uh, at 43 pounds lighter. And that what Fletcher Cox did is simply remarkable. So it, that just kind of puts into context how amazing that run was by Davis. And look, I get it. You know, we're going to hear, you know, winner defensive tackle is going to have to run 40 yards. And well, how about uh, can I interest you in a 32 inch vertical 10 3 broad jump? Those are elite, elite, elite numbers for a 300 pounder, let alone a 341 pounder. So just a remarkable workout. The big question, I think, is it, it's still there. Can he sustain that high level of, of juice for 40 yeah. snaps a game? Uh, but with numbers like that, someone's going to try and find out very early, probably somewhere in the top half of round one. Yeah, I mean, a, a high character player. Uh, and when you talk about that, expo that, when you talk about those drills, it ultimately puts on display his explosiveness, his natural power that he's got uh, in his body. And that's something that he was able to put on display numerous times, uh, not just in the on-field or in the testing portion, but also in the position work. Really, really impressive workout overall from Jordan Davis. And, and to me personally, you know, we were watching and I turned to uh, actually to Greg Cosell as we were watching the drills. And I said, you know, he said early on, it's like, wow, this is really impressive from Davis. And I was like, I want to see if he can keep it up. Let's see if he can sustain this and, you know, right. kind of show off some of that stamina. Uh, did not disappoint, did not let down. He was really, really impressive throughout the course of the entire workout. A really good night overall, obviously, from Jordan Davis. Who's number three on your list? Well, let's stick a defensive tackle. Um, and I'm going with Travis Jones. And the line that I've been using this week, uh, you know, just talking to a bunch of people and, you know, media and all that. Uh, is if you don't get Jordan Davis in the first round, don't worry, because just go and get Travis Jones in the second round uh, out of UConn. And I, I don't know. I, 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 he, I thought he put himself in the top 50 discussion at the Senior Bowl. Now, the first round, I think, is very possible after that combine performance. At 325 pounds, he goes out and runs a 4.92. Uh, the jumps were solid, 28.5, 9.2 in the broad. Uh, the 733 in the three cone that that really stands out. The league average for an NFL starter is 740. So for Jones to get below that it is pretty impressive at that size. Uh, I, I would not be surprised at this point if uh, Jones sneaks into the first round. Only so many guys that offer that blend of uh, fluidity, power uh, and just upside because he has yet to play his best football. Yeah, I mean, in Bruce Feldman's freak list, it was uh, projected that he was going to have 741 in the three cone, and he far surpassed that with that 733, which is a really good number, especially for a 326 pound defensive tackle. So, uh, really impressive performance. And again, that athleticism showed up in the drills as well, where I thought he had some really good flashes uh, between here and what he did in Mobile, where uh, he showed off that power, that ability to disrupt, and also those movement skills. Uh, just the, the the arrow is definitely pointing up here on Travis Jones, his draft stock, and also uh, his projection and his potential development moving into the NFL. Really, really impressive night from Travis Jones. Uh, number four on your list is... Uh, well, let's go back to pass rusher, and we have to give some love to Virginia Tech's Amari Barno. Uh, at 246 pounds, he runs the 4-3-6, 40-yard dash, a remarkable time. That's the best time ever recorded at the Combine for an edge rusher. Uh, the jumps were great, too. Uh, number one at the position uh, in the broad, 10-11, and then he had a 37-inch vert. So uh, I thought coming into the week, Barno uh, was a fourth-round developmental pass rusher. Uh, you know, He's still young at the position, uh, still growing, still developing. 
But with numbers like that, a team will take a chance on him somewhere at the back end of day two. Uh, he, he's just there's too much talent there for him to fall into day three, I think. I mean, the, the athletic background showed up with Amari Barno. Uh, you could see just how fluid he is. And, and even if you just didn't know any of the test scores and you just watched him go through the workout, uh, just really, really impressive with his movement skills, his fluidity, his burst, uh, everything he did just looked so smooth and easy. He was really, really impressive. Um, you know, you see that potential there with Amari Barno, for, uh, the former linebacker converted to a defensive end from Virginia Tech. Uh, let's get to number five. Well, let's move to linebacker now. Uh, so we did two, two D tackles, two pass rushers. Uh, Chad Muma from Wyoming, um, you know, who we've talked about before as kind of, you know, moving up the draft board throughout the year and possibly into that second round. Uh, would he be able to live up to that here at the combine? And I think he did. Absolutely. Four, six, three in the 40 yard dash, 10, nine in the broad 40 inch vertical. And he also led all linebackers in the bench press with 27 reps. So uh, Chad Muma, uh, just an all around strong performance here at the combine with these uh, with these testing numbers and only solidified himself as a early day two type of guy. Yeah, and again, uh, just kind of building on that momentum that he started in Mobile. Uh, obviously, we really started with a, a strong senior campaign, but continued in Mobile and now uh, carrying that over to Indianapolis. Chad Muma, uh, I agree, a really impressive night overall. Let's get your sixth guy. Well, we started with one of my guys, with Trevon Walker. Let's finish with one of your guys, uh, Christian Harris, a linebacker so, from Alabama. Yep. Uh, you know, it is, the size doesn't necessarily wow you, six foot and a half, 226, uh, just over 32-inch arms. So if you don't have that, you know, elite size, you better be a big time athlete. And Christian Harris definitely checks that box. Uh, former corner in high school, uh, you know, he started right away for Nick Saban in Alabama, uh, turned in a 4-4-4 uh, in the 40-yard dash. And 34 and a half in the vert was a little low, but then he comes back with an 11 uh, foot in the broad. So Christian Harris has that speed, has that explosiveness. Still has some things to clean up, but uh, I mean, again, bet on the athletes, uh, especially at, at these positions in the front seven that, uh, you know, those guys usually pan out when they, they move like this. Yeah, and, and again, like you mentioned, this is a guy that came in uh, having not played linebacker for you know at any point during high school, steps in year one for Nick Saban, and due to injury, Dylan Moses goes down, a couple other guys in that linebacking core is forced into the lineup as a freshman, never gives the job up. Uh, Harris is just a, a really, really intriguing profile moving forward into the NFL. Uh, Dane, you've been awesome uh, all week long with our coverage. We've got one more night here uh, with the defensive backs taking the field on Sunday. Excited to break it all down right here on the Journey to the Draft podcast presented by life brand now it's time for draft buzz all right c-mac let's now transition into the uh drill work as we uh welcome in c-mac chris mcpherson c-mac this was a, a really fun night like i said at the top of the show uh a really really impressive group from all three positions here uh, as they took the field at lucas oil stadium outstanding night for us to watch and enjoy these athletic pass rushers, the linebackers, the front seven. Not as good a night for those holding the bags in the bag drills. You're not lying. Couple times they got run over. I guess they weren't prepared for not just the athleticism, but the violent power that came along with it tonight. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, and look, the, the, we're going to be jumping around a little bit by position by position. We're going to go in order that these guys took the field. And uh, look, Jeff Foster, his team at National Scouting, they do an unbelievable job of putting on this entire event. I would say one thing, when you get to this evening, when you get to the Saturday, uh, the, the Saturday event, 
the defensive line and linebacker groups, they're all kind of mishmash. You're going to see some guys with certain body types. Uh, you know, one good example, Nick Benito from Oklahoma, 235-pound you know, edge rusher, potential Sam linebacker, working back-to-back with defensive tackles because he's in the D-line group instead of the linebacker group. It gets a little wacky, but we're going to stay with those groups as they practice, and we'll kind of bounce around with who impressed. With this first group, CMAC, this was primarily defensive tackles, and again, we're going to focus our attention on the position work. The guys that did not participate. Kalia Davis from uh, Central Florida. Noah Ellis from Idaho, who did do a couple of the tests, but did not do any of the position work. Jordan Jackson from Air Force. And then Perry and Winfrey from Oklahoma. Uh, this look, this was a, a group I was excited to see, and they did not disappoint. We got to start off with a guy that uh, that Dane brought up earlier, Jordan Davis uh, from Georgia. Uh, I'm pretty sure at the top of your list in terms of who stood out in the position work, but uh, he did not disappoint for sure. I mean, I was knowing that you typically you'd tell me, you know, here's who Dane talked about. I said, we don't need to get into who Dane talked about because we know Jordan Davis is going to be at the top of the list, but we have to talk about him regardless. The fact of the matter is, Fran. Retired NFL running back Justin Forsett tweeted tonight, he's glad he picked the right time that he retired because when you have guys this big, this fast coming after you now, it might be time to get out of the way. When you're drawing that type of social media reaction, okay, it's time to, you know, make amends with just how good Jordan Davis was. I don't even know the numbers and the jumps, the 40, all that stuff, but his wave drill from the very beginning just wows you with his change of direction ability and just from start to finish throughout the position workout was just an absolute sensation to watch. Yeah, and this was, look, I listed him as my number one workout warrior for the defensive tackle group. And I'm going to be honest, I was a little nervous putting him in that spot because, you know, at that size, uh, obviously I was I was anticipating that he would work out well for a guy with that frame, uh, with that weight. I did not expect him to put on a show like this. And uh, so he far exceeded my expectations, even though I had him as my number one workout warrior. Uh, another guy that really stood out from that standpoint, um, Logan Hall. Uh, and this is a guy that uh, he's a little bit in that hybrid category. Is he a defensive end? Is he a defensive tackle? He played both uh, at Houston. But this is a guy that is really disruptive. And that athleticism showed up both in the athletic testing portion, but also in position work. I was really impressed with Logan Hall. You saw the change of direction skills you saw the fluidity uh, the ease of movement but also just the violence on the bags i was impressed uh, with logan hall over the course of the drills yeah i thought also a good acceleration in the run to hoop drill so definitely was someone who i uh you know made me take notice as well um could we just go to Devonte wyatt you we know we're, to, yeah, you're, you're talking about you're talking about violence just tremendous power in the pass rush drills and I, he was able to remain like freaky low really kept it on the low in the run the hoop drill just like a tremendous body control, that combination of violence and body control. You know, just you see just exactly you know, what these defensive guys were bringing to the table tonight. And uh, I thought Devontae Wyatt was outstanding as well in his position workout. Yep, one of the guys I listed as, as a workout warrior, he broke 4-8 in the 40-yard dash. We didn't talk about him uh, with Dane. We talked about the other two Bulldogs uh, up front, but uh, Devontae Wyatt certainly deserves some praise. We mentioned Travis Jones earlier with Dave or with Dane. Uh, Travis Jones, certainly a guy that really stood out uh, here this evening. But I want to throw some love to DeMarvin Leal as well. This was a guy that I thought would look good in position drills 
Daniels because of his movement, and I think that that showed up uh, here this evening. I think when you look at, again, his ability to kind of navigate through the bags, I thought was impressive. Uh, I thought that he handled himself well uh, in the running club, or in the, the second take of the running club, but also the running hoop. I thought that, that was the the, uh, the run the hoop drill. I thought you saw his flexibility, his acceleration, uh, turning the corner. That showed up for such a big man. I was impressed with uh, DeMarvin Leal and his performance as well. Leal got bonus points for me because he was the first one to knock down a guy holding the bag during the bag drills. <laughs> so that definitely uh, got a check mark for me. Um, someone who I thought had tremendous highs was Zach Carter from Florida. Yes. Lovely bend, power, explosiveness. Just when he, when he flashed, his flashes were outstanding. They were very, very good. So uh, looking down here, because you're looking at my, my top tier from tonight, we already touched on those guys. Travis Jones was my other guy that I would have included in that. Um, but we're looking at like the next tier honorable mentions. Zach Carter definitely gets a little shout out for me here tonight. Yeah, I th and that's the thing is that he's a player that for most combine winners and things like that, he's not going to show up. He barely cracked uh, five seconds in the 40-yard dash. But keep in mind, He's just under 290 pounds. That's not Jordan Davis explosiveness, but that's still a, a solid showing. I think when you look at Zachary Carter, uh, what he did in the drills was a little bit better than what we saw um, from the athletic testing portion. I am glad uh, that you brought him up. Let's transition to the second group now of defensive linemen. And the, the players that did not test here, Tyree Johnson from Texas A&M, Jesse Lucetta, uh, the defensive end, Sam Linebacker from Penn State, he had a couple of tests and then uh, did not participate once we got into the drill work. Asezi Otomewo, sorry about that, uh, from Minnesota, uh, he did not participate. LeBrian Ray from Alabama. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, he comes out and runs. Let me pull up the exact number uh, in the 40-yard dash, and then he called it quits uh, for the rest of it. He ran uh, 4.58 at 250-plus pounds uh, in the 40 and said, you know what, that, that, that's enough for me. Didn't do anything else uh, the rest of the evening. Uh, so we had no Kayvon Thibodeau for position drills, no David Ojabo for position for uh, – or no, David Ojabo did go. Cameron Thomas uh, did not go. He got injured on one of his first reps and then didn't go for the rest of the uh, the, the drill work. So uh, those are the players that did not participate, C-Mac. I'm interested to get, it, get your sense of your number one player from that second group of defensive linemen. I'm going with the Mari Barno from Virginia Tech. Lean and springy, good bend, was smooth in the run and club drill, showed quick twitch in the body control drill, and even they did some of the linebacker drop drills, this group here, the edge rushers, and I thought he was fluid in that as well. Uh, high cut player, but just, you know, very, very athletic, just looked like he literally could leap out of the gym like, like a grasshopper with those like lean legs, uh, tight body frames. So, Amari Barno was the first one that would come up for me here. Barno, we talked about earlier with Dane. Uh, Figures. It was really impressive. Obviously, the, the athletic testing. I mean, C-Mac, I'm not sure if you're aware uh, no. of what he did in the 40. Um, he oh, 4-3-1? Yeah, yeah, no, 4-3-1 would, uh, would have been something. He read 4-3-6. 4-3-6. Uh, I mean, 4-3-6 still would yeah. be. I mean, right now, that is the best 40-yard dash time for a pass rusher, assuming he gets drafted, and I'm going to assume that he will be drafted. That is the best 40-yard dash time for a pass rusher drafted in the last decade. So really, really impressive number there from Amari Barno. Uh, he also did an outstanding job with the jumps, but we, we talked about the athletic testing portion with Dane earlier. I agree that he was really impressive uh, in the drill work. I'm going to go with, first of all, the Trayvon Walker, uh, who was the number one player for Dane with what he did with the athletic testing. He was my number one player from the, the drill work as well. Really, really impressive. The, the Not just the ease of movement, but also the, the violence in his hands. Every single time he hit one of those bags, 
that bag went flying. He was really, really impressive um, from that standpoint. And then just a couple other, just the, the blue chip players, I want to kind of group them in there uh, all together, C-Mac, because Trayvon Walker, I think you, you expect that he's going to come in and do well. But uh, two other guys that I had written down as just being really impressive from this group, Aiden Hutchinson and George Karlaftis. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, first of all, just from an athletic testing portion, uh, we kind of knew from the freak list that uh, his three cone, which a lot of people point to as a really important test for pass rushers, we had an idea that his three cone was going to be really, really good. Bruce Feldman had it uh, at 6.54 last summer, which is like, that's by far that would be that would have been the best uh, or in recent memory for any pass rusher like certainly in the last 10 years but I think going back 15 20 years he didn't quite hit that he still hit six seven three which is an outstanding number uh, that's going to be in the 95th ish percentile uh, when it comes to pass rushers draft in the last decade and he did that at around 270 pounds so uh, Aiden Hutchinson doing what he did uh, in that session really imp impressive from the athletic testing. But then you get to the drill work, and he was really, really good. I thought when you when you get to the uh, the the run the club, run running club, the run the hoop, uh, he I think he did an outstanding job in all of the drill work. You know, for all the same things I said about Trayvon Walker, and then you get even said George Karlaftis as well from Purdue. He was another name that I wrote down. I thought he had an A an A workout from a uh, from a position drill standpoint. A lot of the same things we've been talking about, I think, showed up with George Karlaftis, Aiden Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker. A lot of the blue chip guys that you were expecting to look good, uh, the reason why this was such an impressive night was because those guys followed through and had really impressive performances. Yes, indeed. George Karlaftis, I wrote, composed violence mm, on the like running that. club drill. Just good pop on the pads, managed to control his body through the edges. Uh, definitely agree with you there. Uh, another one, a school that has produced some good combine testers in recent years. I'm going to throw one for a positional workout. How about Arnold Ebikady? No he was number four for me behind those three blue chip Okay. Guys. Yeah. Nice mover. Really fast feet. Showed power and bend on the run and club drill. Good again in the body control drill. Good reaction there. And he was fluid and graceful in the linebacker drills. Uh, when they get him out in coverage and, uh, you know, have him work in the open field a little bit. So Arnold Ebikady. Another one there that I think uh, belongs in this conversation in the terms of the top positional workouts here from the edge rusher group at the combine. Also jumped out of the gym, 128 in the broad, uh, 38 in the vert. The vert, the, the vert was pretty good. The, the broad, excellent number, 128 inches. Uh, for my former high school receiver, linebacker, converted to a defensive end uh, in his college career, uh, Ebba Katie, I thought really looked good in the position workout. How about Tyreek Smith uh, from Ohio State, C-Mac? Another guy that I thought uh, did a really good job in drill work. This is a guy that, first of all, uh, uh, working with uh, Larry Johnson at Ohio State, one of the best if not the best defensive line coach in college football uh, you would expect that he would look good in these drills but uh, I thought he did an outstanding job and you saw the the fluidity really the, the traits are all there with Tyreek Smith and I don't think I think he kind of falls through the cracks because of all the blue chip talent at that position in this class but uh, he's a guy not to be slept on I, he's definitely got something to work with he definitely has starting traits moving forward in the NFL 6'3 245 a little bit undersized but I think when you look at his first step quickness uh, he's got that disruptive ability, show speed and pursuit, all those athletic traits, they all showed up here. Uh, the athletic testing was just okay. I mean, he, he ran 4.86 in the 40. The jumps were average. But I think when you look overall uh, with what he looked like in the drills, I, I was pretty impressed. When you talk about from where we watch, we're probably like about 10 rows up in the lower bowl of Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, it's like right behind where the broad jump, jump is taking place, but it's a great vantage point to take in all of the position drills. 
And before the drills get underway, you know, friend, we're scanning the field just to get a sense of the body types and see what type of shape these guys are in from a physique standpoint. And when you look at Tyreek Smith, he has the look. He has the look of someone who'd be coming off the edge in the NFL. I would say I didn't quite rank it by the exact drills, yep. but his four-bag agility drill might have been the best mm. of the edge rusher group. If not the best, it was right up there. I gave it a, a, an A-plus for, for that drill specifically there. So definitely agree with you in that he, he has the traits. Uh, another under-the-radar solid workout overall, Myron Tagovailoa Amosa. Oh, I like that. Okay. Qual another quality rep in the four-bag drill. Just solid reps overall in the pass rush and running club drills. You know, not the flashiest player. I don't know how he did any athletic testing, but watching you could probably say maybe he's not the most athletically gifted. But in terms of the using the traits that he has, I thought he did a good job. Just just well composed, solid, good technique throughout all of the drills that he ran today. Just no like major blips whatsoever. Yeah, the testing was just okay across the board, mostly average. The vert wasn't great, but uh, outside of that, uh, a solid day from Tango Vailoa Amosa. Uh, I have a, f a handful of honorable mentions. And the reason why I want to throw these guys in here uh, is because this workout group was so good that all these other guys, I feel like any other night in any other session would say like, oh yeah, this would, this would be a guy I want to make sure I bring up. But because there were so many guys that really, really stood out, I want to make sure we don't forget uh, Michael Clements from Texas A&M. I thought had a really good positional workout. David Ojabo from Michigan did a nice job. Dominique Robinson, uh, the pass rusher, former wide receiver in college, a high school quarterback, made the move to defense the last two seasons. Zero starts at defensive end under his belt, but has the tools in his body to be really, really uh, dis disruptive and dynamic off the edge, a speed rusher moving into the NFL. Majay Sanders, I thought, showed some good things. Alex Wright from UAB showing some good things as well. I don't know if you have anybody that you wanted to kind of make throw throw their names in uh, as an aside, but I wanted to make sure I squeezed those guys in there. So. No, I, I think you hit them all. I think we, we touched on all the guys who performed well. We're almost getting to the point where who do we leave out, of, we leave uh, out of this group? Yeah. But it was just, it's because it was that good. It was. That's the thing is from an athleticism standpoint, the position drills, were a joy to watch tonight because all three of these groups that went, the D tackles, edge rushers, the off-ball linebackers, uh, I mean, it was tough to separate because from an athletic standpoint, all very good across the board. All right, so let's now transition to the third group, and that's the linebackers. Uh, Dane hit on two earlier, Christian Harris and Chad Muma. Let's get into the players that did not participate in the drill work and the position work. Christopher Allen, the edge rusher from Alabama, is still recovering from that injury. Nicobe Dean chose not to participate in drill work or in the athletic testing. Jeremiah Gemmel from North Carolina. Jake Hansen from Illinois. Aaron Hansford, converted wide receiver from Texas A&M. He could not go. Nate Landman from Colorado, former teammate of Eagles linebacker. Damian Taylor, Micah McFadden from Indiana. actually got a couple of votes, C-Mac, from opponents uh, as a uh, most underrated player from this season. So Micah okay. McFadden could not go. Malcolm Rodriguez uh, was one of my workout warriors coming into the week on my cheat sheet, C-Mac. Blew up the athletic testing portion. He did an outstanding job in the 40, jumped out of the gym. Uh, I don't know if he got dinged up or what, but could not participate in the positional work. Brandon Smith from Penn State could not go. And then uh, Balen Spector from Clemson. So a handful of these guys couldn't go in the position work, but I didn't keep a number of these players from standing out. I'm interested to see who's number one on your list. Troy Anderson. Yeah. The player who the went first. first. Guy. Yep. First guy. That That's another thing is, you know, there should be some kind of, you know, curve for the guy who has to go first and display the drill for everyone mm. else. But nonetheless here, Troy Anderson, 
Montana State, great week at the Senior Bowl, comes to the Combine, showcases beautiful change of direction in the wave drill, looked fluid in coverage in his drops, just very comfortable from an athleticism standpoint, doesn't look lost out there whatsoever, just top to bottom, uh, was able, the wheel route was able to make some nice grabs on the ball. You want to see those ball skills as well. So from top to bottom, I thought Troy Anderson had the cleanest, the strongest workout among the off-ball linebackers here in Indianapolis. And if you just began listening this week and you missed uh, our conversations about Troy Anderson in previous weeks, uh, a converted offensive player actually played both ways the last couple of years, uh, but played fo- focused only on defense. This past season as a senior was extremely productive for Montana State, but uh, was former all-conference quarterback, uh, running back, scored 21 touchdowns as a quarterback uh, a couple of years ago as a sophomore. So a really interesting hybrid skill set that you think that arrow is kind of pointing up on his future on defense. So Anderson, I I agree. Uh, he was the first name I wrote down in terms of having a, an impressive workout. Who was next? The, the second guy for me was Drake Jackson, the pass rusher from USC. Ooh, okay. uh, this is a guy that was in the top 15, top 20 of most mock drafts, sometimes in the top 10 of mock drafts back in the spring and summer. Uh, you know, did The senior season or the junior season didn't go quite as expected for Drake Jackson, but I think when you look at his overall skill set, that athleticism, the position versatility, uh, I thought his workout was really, really good, C-Mac. Uh, you know, and obviously, look, he's going to look a little bit different going through some of these pass rush drills uh, than some of the linebackers, but even the things where he's just focused on athleticism, I thought that that showed up uh, here, and even the the, the coverage drills. Uh, remember that you mentioned that wheel route with Troy Anderson. Remember the one that he covered, uh, Drake Jackson covered downfield, and he made an outstanding over-the-shoulder catch, uh, reeling in a, a pass down the field. Uh, it's like 20, 25 yards down the right sideline. Uh, Drake Jackson, I thought, showed some really, really good things here on Saturday night. Going through the drills, you can see that he could, he's able to generate good tools work through his hips get the power through there uh i thought also tremendous lower body control going through the bag drills uh also at the very end a couple of these off-ball linebackers did some of the edge rusher drills and he did the run the hoop drill was tops in that and then the running club drill was violent yet in control so you put together the total package it, it it's like you said it's like he could have easily been sort of out of his element being an off-ball linebacker here, but he didn't look that. And then when he got to come home and do these edge rusher drills at the very end, you showed why he's a very complete prospect. Uh, Jermaine Johnson uh, went right after him in every drill, and Jermaine Johnson, who was one of the stars of Senior Bowl week, a pass rusher from Florida State, uh, he began his career uh, actually in junior college and then went to Georgia for two years, transferred to Florida State for, as a senior, w- led the ACC in sacks, ACC Defense Player of the Year, goes to the Senior Bowl, tears it up, comes to the Combine. I thought he had an A workout, C-Mac. I thought he would re- did a really good job uh, in position work as well. You know, pop on contact in the bag drills, how about the one-handed you talked about the wheel route and the nice play jackson made i mean jermaine johnson i think tried to outdo him with one-handed over the shoulder grab looking comfortable in coverage there looked good in the edge rusher drills at the end of the night as well so jermaine johnson yes carrying that momentum that he built down in mobile at the senior bowl yeah jermaine johnson uh really impressive who's uh next up on your list how about brian asamoah from oklahoma yeah great bounds and a change of direction drills Good reps in the pass rush drills, smooth in and out of his back pedal, more than solid in the coverage drills. And I thought of the linebackers, maybe had uh, one of the better plays in, in the wheel route to end his night. So top to bottom, I thought Brian Asamoah from Oklahoma had a very strong workout. And he is the one who was the practice player of the week. 
He was uh, for one of the squads down in Mobile yeah. at the Senior Bowl. There you go. Uh, he played alongside Chad Muma from Wyoming, who I thought uh, had a really strong workout as well. I thought Chad Muma uh, had a good, a really good performance here. Uh, he moved well in reverse. He moved well moving forward. You saw the agility. You saw the ability to finish on the ball in space. Uh, I thought that that uh, Chad Muma uh, really looked good, and Devin Lloyd uh, as well. Uh, I thought had a really good positional workout. Um, I love the energy from these linebackers in general. Yes, I, I, these guys were always kind of uh, kind of. Rooting each other on, you heard a lot of chatter uh, down there on the field. I thought that they were uh, they were just a fun group to be able to take in. Uh, I want to jump a little position here. I have one more guy. Let me just let me get one more guy. I want to give love to here from sure. my end from off ball linebackers. Damon Clark from LSU. Mm. Saw across the board, good footwork in the back drills, rounded the turn well in the pass rush drills. Plenty athletic and coverage. Thought the bag agility drill was his best. Um, but one of those guys overall, you know. We're going now. We're just kind of like marking after each drill, and it just everything was good across the board. One of those ones that, again, maybe not those super flashes, but then you just look good. You look down, and you're like, all right, this guy had a strong night overall. But, you know, one of the things that, you know, teams are trying to glean from these workouts, not just from the athleticism standpoint, but from the body language. You mentioned how they bring the juice, the energy, cheering guys on. We talked about Jordan Davis, but how about when Trayvon Walker ran his 40, who comes running across the field to give him a big hug and celebrate with him, his teammate, Jordan Davis. I love that. And he, like, screamed like crazy after the 40 as well, like yep. before he ran over. Uh, so Trayvon, or uh, Jordan Davis uh, giving some juice uh, to the workout there for Trayvon Walker. Uh, it was a really fun workout, man. It was just a, a really fun session to be able to take in with all three of these groups. Uh, we're going to continue breaking it down. We're going to talk through some of the big names in this edge rusher class with NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah. It's time now for Mr. Relevant. It's time for Mr. Relevant. All right, we're excited to welcome back to the Journey to the Draft podcast, uh, NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah. DJ, welcome back to the show. Well, it's great to be back. So let's go through this edge rush class. Obviously, a, a really, really talented group. Uh, we'll start at the top. Two guys that highly debated. Would you have Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, Aiden Hutchinson? Is it a matter of fit, or is it a matter of you know, one guy is just clear better than the other? How do you compare and contrast those two? No, they're very similarly graded. So to me, I think it just kind of beauty is in the eye of the beholder, what you're looking for and what you want. Um, you know, with Kayvon, you get somebody that's just really, really twitched up, really explosive. Um, he can really get speed to power off the edge. There's a little bit of tightness there. Um, and then, you know, some of the play stuff in terms of, you know, take a play off here or there. So you can ding him on that if you want. But, you know, you look over at Hutchinson. I think Hutchinson has – he just has a wide array of ways to get home. He can win a lot of different ways. He's got really good hands. And he plays, you know, snap to whistle every single play. So that, to me, was just a small, um, the small deal that separated those two guys. Another guy who plays uh, 100 miles an hour every single time he steps on the field, Trayvon Walker uh, from Georgia. Uh, interesting kind of skill set, inside-outside versatility. How do you project him moving forward? Yeah, I mean, you use the right word, project him, because you have to look at what he did and what he was asked to do at Georgia, but then project it forward. And they have a lot of tight alignments there, so he's playing head up or inside the tackle, um, or even kicked inside even further. I, I'm excited to see him given an opportunity to play out on the edge. I think we'll see here with his athleticism, he's plenty capable of doing that. It's just the scheme that they run at Georgia, and you can't argue with them with the success. They just won a national championship. But you can look at a guy like Jermaine Johnson, who I'm sure we're going to get to from Florida State, 
was in that Georgia scheme. I think he had four sacks. He goes to, to Florida State. They loosen him up. They widen him out, and he has 12 sacks, and you know, and off he goes. So I think you can do that same type of projection with Walker about giving him a little more of a loose alignment and letting him go. All right, well, you talked about him. Uh, let's bring him up. Jermaine Johnson, a uh, guy that obviously helped himself down in Mobile, uh, had a great senior season, first year at Florida State. Uh, how do you see him moving forward to the NFL? Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's a ready to go rusher right now. You know, he's long. He's he's really really explosive. I think he's going to really put on a show here as well, testing wise. Um, but somebody that you, you go down to the Senior Bowl and it was a great opportunity for him to go against some of the better guys and nobody could handle his power. Yeah. So you know, when you start with having you know speed and power, and then okay, you can you know, work on adding some other things to his repertoire. But man, you got a great foundation to build off of, and the guy's a great run defender too. He can really set the edge. So um, he's a complete end. I thought he was one of those guys the more you watch him and the more you're around him the more you're like okay move him up move him up move him up to the point now where I think I'd be surprised if he found out his way outside the top 10. Now, compare and contrast two more guys uh, David Ojabo Michigan George Karlaftis uh, from Purdue uh, both guys in the Big Ten how do you see those guys comparing to each other? Yeah totally different guys yeah. um, when you look at Ojabo uh, just really starting to come on uh, late in his career really really loose when you talk about somebody gets to his top of the rush he can really bend and flatten um, you see glimpses of some of the speed to, pow to power uh, with him against the run. It's a work in progress. He's got some ways to go there, but you're betting on the upside. Karloftis, uh, I think, is just he's ready to go right now. He's got tremendous power. I think a lot will be made once he measures in about his arm length. He's not going to be real long, but this guy's a, he's a power rusher who can set the edge in the run game and has another guy who just plays 100 miles an hour. I want to ask you one, more, one final question. Is there another guy that kind of stands out to you? My guess is you might lean to another guy in the Big Ten, but uh, I'll let you answer. <laughs> yeah, you're leading the witness. Boye Mafe to me is, is one that I'm, yep. I'm just excited to see. The more I watched him in the fall, the more I liked him. Then you go down to the Senior Bowl, they couldn't block him, culminating in a two-sack game. Um, so and he's he's going to test great. I feel like a broken record, but this is a really deep, talented edge rusher group, um, and, and I think it's going to be the talk of the combine once this thing's over. Well, DJ, we'll be checking you out as always uh, over on NFL Network. Thanks so much for joining us once again. Thanks, Ram. All right, I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow because we got the final night of action here in Indianapolis for the scouting combine. Defensive backs take the field on Sunday. The corners first, then the safeties. We'll break it down right here on the Journey of the Draft podcast presented by Life Brand.